0: This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today is our last episode in the series looking at the dynamic learning framework that comes from Casey Bell's book, Shake Up Learning, Practical Ideas to Move Learning from Static to Dynamic. If you have not grabbed a copy of that book yet, you really should. It is a must-read for any educator as they're looking to really shape their students to becoming lifelong learners. I have Casey Bell with me again to talk through the last characteristic of her Dynamic Learning Framework. Thank you so much for joining me again, Casey.
0: My pleasure. I am excited to continue this conversation.
1: So the last strategy that you have included in this framework is beyond the due date, which I think is fantastic for us to be finishing on actually because it's kind of like the due date of our podcast, so to speak, and <laughs> how are people going to take this beyond what we do here. So can you give us the highlights of this strategy? And I know teachers are most likely going to be asking you how do you encourage students to continue learning after it has actually been marked? So I want you to give me a bit of an idea of the framework that you're talking about here of beyond the due date, but then also how are we going to motivate our students to actually you know, make this shift in mindset that you talk about?
0: Yes, yes. And this one sounds a little scary, but I promise it isn't. I'm not expecting you to just not give due dates for anything. It's really, it it comes from my own experience as a teacher. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. I remember having projects in, in my class and occasionally, and it wasn't all the time, maybe, maybe everybody else was just a better teacher than, than I am, but, you know, I didn't always have it. But sometimes I would have students who would come to me before school started or in between classes to tell me about the progress they were making on their project because they were so excited. To to work on it, that they were really enjoying it, that they were having fun doing it. And I remember, you know, this this one particular student, she came to me every day. You know, so this was a big long-term project. And she, Miss Bell, Miss Bell Miss Bell, you won't believe what I did. I did this, 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 and this. I I and tomorrow I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna work on this tonight. And she's just, you know, so excited. And then it comes time to turn it in. And Miss Bell, Miss Bell, Miss Bell, can I please just have one more day? And I knew deep down this kid had done everything and above and beyond what I had asked, but she didn't want to stop. She didn't want to stop what she was working. That is a magical moment in teaching, isn't it? If a kid doesn't want to stop learning and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, how do I capitalize on this? So unfortunately, you know, this was a project that physically had to be turned in. And even though I would say, you just got to get it to me. So I can get the grade in the grade book and she'd turn it in. And I, even if I said, I'll get it back to you tomorrow, as soon as she turns it in, she's given up ownership and I have stifled whatever progress she was making. And so I look back on that. I'm like, how how do we stop that from happening well one thing this was back before we had very much technology so the fact that we have learning at our fingertips 24/7 in a lot of places can really change the way that we think about learning in general but the fact that maybe this project could have been shown to me in a digital format maybe you know a video or you know it, whatever it was that they were creating they could show me to still be assessed but be allowed to continue to work on it even after it's been completed. And by that, I mean the teacher t- not continuing to teach or giving them any more assessment, but coaching them, you know, encouraging them. Hey, did you ever do this that you said you were going to do? Did you create this? Did you talk to that expert I told you about? And so this one, beyond the due date, you'll see nicely ties back all the way to the first one that we talked about when we talked about Beyond the Bell and that mindset for students, because we are encouraging students to continue to learn, to continue to dig into those things that interest them. So, you know, just because we have to turn things in um, digitally doesn't necessarily mean that students always have to physically give up that ownership either. So we have the ability to do this in new ways.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. I, I like the fact that it's a mindset thing as well. We, we're really looking at shifting the mindset of our students so that they're actually seeing you know, as they start to enjoy their learning and if you design you know, good projects, students do start to really enjoy their learning because uh, they constantly want to improve it, they constantly want to work on it and that's entrepreneurial in that sense as well where they, they're constantly having to look at what they've got and how can they improve it that little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that it's not just yeah, a lot of teachers will – go beyond the due date in one sense where they will provide the students with their feedback, but not their mark. And then, you know, they have to f- do some adjustments or you know, go through their feedback the, uh, first and then come to the teacher before they get their mark back, which does in one sense, I guess, go beyond the due date, but not in the sense that you're talking about here with that. Right. This is really just
0: beyond the entire, you know, it's been graded. It's been assessed. You got what you needed as a teacher, but can this particular student continue to grow with this project and can I help encourage them? I think that's really the bigger question because, you know, I remember being excited about some projects that I did in school and, yeah, once it was turned in, once you got that grade, you forgot about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Still, every kid that I've ever given a mark back to – Straight away, anything that they're doing, they're, that stops and they just go, okay, what's mm-hmm. next? And you're like, well, you, know, you only got 30%. Maybe you want to go back to what you just did <laughs> and, and re- <laughs> relearn all that. <laughs> Hopefully not too often that happens. But, you know, there's, there are those yeah. students that you, you just, just, and that, that shift to mindset. And I think, you know, when we talk about how does going beyond the due date then helped to create those lifelong learners in your classroom, it is, it is about that mindset, isn't it?
0: It it really is. It's and it's a mindset for for teachers to think of this in terms of the learning in their classroom. And that's hard. We have so much on our plates. We have so many things that we have to do in such little time, really. So I know when I just say beyond the due date, teachers kind of freak out a little bit, like Casey, I can't do one more thing. I'm not I'm just asking you to encourage your students to help them find those opportunities opportunities to learn and again you'll see the lifelong learning has been woven into every episode that we've talked about in this series and you know there's just a lot of different ways that we can encourage this as teachers even though we're not particularly teaching a lesson or doing anything because this might be one kid this might be three kids whatever it is those are those sparks and i'm just like oh we've got it we've got a spark here how do i fan this flame and help them to grow
1: Once again, as we come towards the end of looking at beyond the due date, what's the one thing that you think is probably the most important part that a teacher should really focus on to do this week as they're trying to help our students to make this shift in mindset?
0: Sure. I think for the teachers, this is really just looking for those sparks. You know, where are those opportunities? Who are those students who are beginning to show some interest in what it is they're doing in your classroom? And helping them to share that with you. Have a conversation. Again, you know, that relationship and encouraging them to continue the learning and to help them keep that curiosity. You know, that curiosity thing Is tends to be schooled out of kids. I you know when they come to us in kinder, they're curious about everything. Why 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 why? And by the time they got to me in the middle grades, a lot of them didn't care why anymore. They just wanted to know what they had to do to get it done. Like you said, what's next, right? And helping them to think about things in a different way, and that you know what learning something that belongs to me, it doesn't belong to school. You know how can I help? share this? Can I learn more about this? I'm really interested in this topic. Could this be a career for me? And just finding those sparks. I feel like this is something that's very specific, but it's not something you're going to write a lesson plan for.
1: Yeah. I've I've got to say, I love your little tagline there that learning is for me. I think that that, that is fantastic. I think if we, if we can get students to grasp that, that learning is for them and not for the school, I think that would be, that, that would change so much of their perspective yes. in terms of where they're going forward. Uh, so as we wrap up then, Casey, and we're looking at your, your whole framework here again, can you just remind everyone of how it all ties together uh, really briefly so that they get a quick summary before we finish up?
0: Sure. And, and I just want to tell everybody that I do have tons of resources that I, I have shared with Dan. So we'll have lots of links to things, including a PDF of this, this framework. But the book and information about everything that I've been talking about, you can find on Jacob Learning Book. Dot com as well that has information about all the chapters and, and everything that we've been discussing today. So the dynamic learning framework is all about going beyond. So when you hear that word dynamic, I want you to think beyond. We're pushing boundaries. We're pushing that traditional learning, that static learning idea. And we have the five characteristics beyond the bell, beyond the grade level, and so beyond the walls, beyond the tools, and beyond the due date. And so we are weaving in the four Cs. We've got this lifelong learning mindset. And if you notice, truly, none of these are specific about technology. Even though I'm the techie girl, it's all about what we can do to use the tools at our disposal, whatever those are, to increase learning and engagement in our classrooms. And that's really what I wanted this framework to do, is just to help teachers do things a little bit differently and help these students become prepared for the future
1: beautiful thank you so much Casey Uh, I just want to thank you so much for giving up all of your time to create this whole series looking at your dynamic learning framework I know you're super busy and I know that the listeners and myself have really learned a lot from you throughout this series so thank you again for all of the work that you've done
0: thank you so much for having me it is my pleasure and hello to all my Aussie friends
1: (laughs) I'm sure you have many many down here
0: (laughs) You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit TeachersPD.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.